Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person is actually a rock star. A little bit about this person. She's an Instagram expert. She's an Instagram Reels expert. And in the last 12 months, she's been able to quit her nine-to-five job and run a six-figure online business using just Reels. She's also now a course creator. She's just recently released her course, Really Confident. I'll put the link in the show notes if you're interested. So without further ado, oh, and, and the coolest thing about her is she lives in the best city in the world, Sydney, Australia. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only uh, Shirley Massad. Shirley, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for that kind introduction. No, I could, I could have kept going, but I'm like, man, I'm going to spend, <laughs> oh, spend all so podcasts kind. just talking up all her skill sets. So <laughs> I thought I'd cut it there. Um, let us know. what, what do you, I know I mentioned you're an Instagram expert, you're a Reels expert, but give us a bit more detail there, Shirley. What is it you actually do now at the moment? Yeah, sure. So... Um, I, I am an Instagram and Reels coach, so I coach my clients on how to show up confidently and consistently, particularly through their Reels, but in all types of content, um, in a really strategic way for them to not only build a profitable online business, which is you know our aim at the end of the day, but to really build community. Because I believe that when you put out your content, if you think of, you know, the funnel, we all know the marketing funnel, but my reels funnel, when you put out your reels, you collect the greatest amount of people at the top of that funnel mm. and you need to relate to them. When people feel like they can relate to you, they're going to go to your profile. Mm. And when they go to your profile and they like what they see, then you give them the opportunity through the rest of your content as you continue to post continue, uh, consistently to get to know you. And when they get to know you, they trust you because you are showing them parts of yourself and your business and your knowledge that will help them. Um, and then when they get to know you and trust you, they get to like you. And it's at that point where you've built community with people who like you that they're actually wanting to work, work with you. Mm -hmm. And there's not much effort involved after that in the whole sales process and all the rest of it because you've built up community. So that's what I help my clients do is really build that community with their followers um, on Instagram, particularly through Reels. Love it. Motivating. You've motivated me to go and, and do a Reel now. Go and make that Reel now, Jono. I will. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, um, so that's great. I want to hear the story though, Shirley. So I saw an Instagram post you made a couple of weeks ago, yep. which was essentially this topic. And I was like, wow, the stage you're at now and 12 months ago, you, you had a nine to five. So Tell us that story. Start where you want to start. Um, and yeah, let us know. How'd you go from working that nine to five to now yep. 100% online and doing quite well? Yeah, thank you. So I am a pharmacist by trade. There we and, go. And I yeah, did not, so I, oh, no, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, yeah. We have mentioned it before, but a lot of people forget because it's not what I do now. Do not ask me any pharmaceutical yeah. questions. <laughs> I am not up to date. That's, that's your <laughs> Instagram, right? People ask you questions about what medication to, to take? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I started off in community pharmacy or retail pharmacy, whatever you want to call it. Then after a couple of years of doing that, I started to do um, home medication reviews, which is where I actually got mm. to speak to patients by referral from a doctor about their medications, what they should change, provide recommendations to the doctor, and the doctor would then implement that into the patient's medication regime. After that, it became very clear to me that community pharmacy or retail pharmacy was not where I wanted to be because I really enjoyed that human-to-human long interaction where I got to change someone's life by doing something and using my knowledge to help them. Then I got a really good opportunity in corporate pharmaceutical. So they, it was, it's an industry pharma company where I sat on the other side of the marketing team and I was the person telling them what they could and couldn't say basically in their marketing materials based on what agencies had created for them. So I would look at the scientific evidence and I would say, look, the claim you've made doesn't quite match. This is what you need to change. This is my advice. And I was like, the last kind of line of contact. So if anything happened, it was on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I would I would sit in on these marketing meetings and these agency meetings, and I got such a great exposure to the marketing world mm. and the psychology behind marketing and what people responded to when it came to how you created your message and how you executed that to the right people. And so I then went on to have three kids back to back in under four years, as you do. Wow. Yep. What's that? Pop- twins or? No. That's so humanly I, I possible. Have, that's physically that's possible, is it? Yep, there we physically go. Physically possible. So I have right now. I have a five-year-old, a two-year-old about to turn three, and a an eighteen-month or twenty-month-old. So, wow. um, yeah. So it wasn't. So I had that. My last two were actually thirteen months apart. Okay. So. At the end of my second parental leave, I extended to have my third child and I I had the the 10 months or whatever it was with her. Then it came to a few months before I was going to go back to work. And during the time of my parental leave, I had actually been managing Instagram accounts for a couple of friends. They They were paying me. I was under like an employment kind of agreement. Yeah. And... I realized during that time, not only did I absolutely love Mm. what I was doing, like putting out their message in content form for people to consume and love, but it was actually generating leads for them, right? Their their pages were growing. They were getting DMs. They were making sales. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm I'm good at this. There Mm. might be something in here. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know, if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together, at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. Then I upskilled. I went and did courses. I invested in myself. I invested in um, equipment. And I started to think, okay, if I can do this for them, who else can I do this for? And so 
a few Wait, months quick, before. Quick, quick question there. Did yeah. you have your own Instagram account at that stage or was this just no. for other people? Wow, no. okay. No. So the Instagram account I have now, I only started less than a year ago. I had yeah, one okay. beforehand. A personal one or a, a business no, one? No, a business Bus- one okay. yeah. that lasted for maybe three or four months. I I changed my niche after that point yeah. and we can talk about this. That's a good point. I started a new one because yeah. to revive a dead Instagram account is one yeah. thing, but if you know that your entire t- audience that's yeah. there, your entire community, you can't serve them with the new niche that you have, you're better yeah. off starting a new one. That's uh, you want. Know let's spend a minute there because that's yeah. such a good point. Do you yeah, want to just absolutely spend a, spend a couple minutes? Maybe maybe just expand on that a bit. So it's yeah. like let, let's set a situation. So someone's got an Instagram account because I think yeah. there's a few things there. And we yes. can let's let's go both ways. So yeah. someone's got an Instagram account. The people following them aren't their ideal person. You're saying just start a new one, right? You can. That's one of the options. Yeah, it's probably the easiest and quickest option to get mm. to where you want to be. So if you want to start using Instagram for business, i.e., make money on Instagram, you need to do something. You need to get good at creating content. Mm. What does that mean? It means being yourself and showing up as you, the brand. So defining what that is. Mm. And then probably equally as important, not probably, it is equally as important, defining who your ideal audience is. Mm. Those two things work hand in hand. I call them the two who's of marketing and they're part of my Reels blueprint. They're one of the first things you need to do before you get good at creating Reels. Nothing so else. When, if you don't have that, nothing else matters, right? That's right. It's marketing yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. So when you combine those two things, you get good content for mm-hmm. you, for your yeah. page. Yeah. If one of those things is off, your marketing is going to be off. Yeah. And so when you've got a whole bunch of people, lovely people, your community mm-hmm. that you've built, but you can't serve them because your content isn't made for them as your ideal audience, they're not going to respond to that. Mm. And we all know what happens when no one engages with our content. The algorithm has no other way to pick up whether a piece of content is good content or bad Mm. content, except through the engagement. Mm. So when your reel doesn't get played all the way through, watch time is the most important metric when it comes to reels. So if your reel isn't played all the way through or multiple times, if your reel doesn't get those comments or those profile clicks, then the real looks at that. Sorry, the algorithm looks at that and thinks this isn't a good piece of content. I'm I'm going to stop showing it to other people because what's the point if the people that actually follow this person aren't interacting with this real? Why would I show it to more to people of the same, yeah. same type? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so when you stop creating content for your community, if they're no longer your ideal audience, then it's time to build a different community. Mm. And so that's why the the best advice I could give is to start a new page. Mm. You can start to take out those people that aren't oh, yeah. your ideal audience if you feel that they aren't engaging or the content's no longer for them. You can do this by removing followers. Don't do too many of those a day. You'll get mm. blocked off Instagram. Or you can simply start to create content in a different niche. Tell your followers, be upfront and honest on yeah. your stories to say, look, I'm, cha- I'm taking um, a shift with my, my content. This is what you're going to expect from me. If people want to unfollow, that's great. Maybe some of those people, you might find an overlap with them. 
But what I found was when I went into this really niche niche of reels, Mm. my current like overall Instagram strategy people didn't really want reels. They didn't want to grow their business through reels specifically. Now I've got an amazing community who's constantly wanting to learn more. And I know that I can give them the knowledge and the information they need to grow their accounts through reels. Mm. And that lights me up. If I find that it's not just about the engagement and the metrics, it's about who you can truly help with your content. Mm. Like if you're on Instagram and you want to build community, it's because you actually care. You want to help people with your content. And so for me, it's more about that than the engagement and all the rest of it. If I can help a bunch of people achieve their business dreams by using something that I know and can teach them, that's it. That's, that's an achievement. That is the achievement with Instagram. I'll share a couple things there. So I'm not an Instagrammer, right? I'm a Facebook mm-hmm. group guy, but it's yeah. the exact same thing. It's like, if you've got a Facebook group and it's not your niche of people in there yeah. and you just change the name and posting different stuff, like forget about it. Okay. Um, and then also the flip side though, I'll, I'm curious to hear your opinion on Instagram in Facebook group. I would say the same thing if it's a dead Facebook group. If you've got a yeah. dead Facebook group, yeah, you can do things to re-engage it. And yeah, you can remove people and and whatnot. But I find it's just easier to start again. Like yeah. it's more work to, even though, because I think half it is a, a vanity metric. You know, yeah. hey, I've got, you know, whatever, 1,000, 10,000 people on here. And now I need to start again from zero. Yeah. It sounds like you're making a backward step. Yeah. But you're actually not because no. it's not that hard to grow. A fo- if everything's on point, yeah. it's not that hard to grow a following. So you know? I will say this. It's not easy. And I put this on my stories yesterday because someone said, everyone's making it out so easy to grow on Instagram these days. It is mm. not easy, mm. but it is simple. Mm. There are simple formulas and steps that you need to take in order to grow your Instagram following. But you do need to be committed. Mm. You do need to stay consistent. Yep. You do need to, you know, define know the two your, who's of marketing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Know your community and know who you are as a brand. So there are things you need to do. You're not going to snap your fingers and all mm. of a sudden you've got a whole bunch of followers. So it does take time. It takes consistency and commitment. But in saying that, it would take much more effort mm. to try and revive a dead Instagram account because you mm. simply will not reach the right people mm. if your current people aren't engaging with your content. Yep, I agree. Um, anyways, let's get back on. That was a bit of a sidetrack. Let's get back yes. on, on your story. So where were we up to? I think you mentioned you so, were running your account for a few of your friends. You yes, hadn't started right. your own account yet. Yep. What happened from, you were just about to go back to work. That's right. So I was happened? a few months out from going back to work and I decided, you know what, I'm going to start a business with this. So I created, I did all the background stuff, ABN, all the rest of it. And I put out a website and I started. And suddenly I was getting inquiries. So some of them were word of mouth. Some of them were random people maybe searching for social media management online. What were you, what were you are you doing social media management? Yes. Instagram so my management. one service was yes. social media management. So everything, everything, in, everything LinkedIn, okay. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, you name it. So gotcha. depending on what service, you know, the, oh, the gotcha. business owners required. Yep. And they were very much business owners, right? So now I, I coach coaches and service providers. That's my niche. Gotcha. Back then, it was small business owners. Gotcha. So when I found that 
I was growing this quickly, I knew I had to make a decision about whether I was going to pursue this full-time or go back to my full-time job because I knew that I couldn't give 100% to both. Yeah. Having three kids under four, yeah. managing a business, yeah. working a nine-to-five yeah. and just staying yeah. sane basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, and it was a huge decision, right? Like I'm yeah. not a risk taker. Yeah. It's a huge decision for someone who generally is happy to take risks, but I'm yeah. not a risk taker at all. It's not yeah. in my DNA to take and risks. I, and it sounds like it, the job was, it sounds like a decent paying job as well, right? It was an amazing job. Yeah. Not only yeah. decent paying, but I loved what I did. Yeah. I loved the culture. I was yeah. treated so well. We had all these perks and benefits, like, you know, corporate. Yeah. Um, Stability. Yeah. Of income, you know, knowing that that's how much I'm going to get, get paid. Yeah. So, yeah. So I decided to quit. Tell us, tell us more about that. What was the, how long were you contemplating? What was the, I would what was say, your husband saying? What was the, what pushed you so, over the edge? So for about two weeks, I battled, right? Was that I, it? What are you going to say like? No, know? two weeks, two weeks was the overlap. So I had already been doing this and getting referrals and starting yep, yep. people up, signing people on yep, and battling with the idea in my head. But then there was this two week overlap where it's all I could think about yeah. and all I could talk about. And every night I'd sit down with my husband and we would discuss the pros, the cons. He would ask me like, what if I told you right now? you'd need to completely let go of the business and go back full-time. And I was like, I can't do that. Mm. And saying that out loud was the thing that pushed me mm. because I knew I could not let go of my business. If I yeah. let go of my nine to five, I could get another nine to five. Yeah. You know, like I had experience in the industry. I had the the knowledge, the expertise, you know, not that I'm not, it's, I say this with all humility, but I could go and apply for jobs and I would mm. probably get one yep. with ease. Yep. So maybe to some people that doesn't seem like a huge risk, but mm. when you're out of the game for a long time as well, which I knew I would be if I was going to pursue my business full time, yep. you also, you, you reduce that chance of finding a good job. You'd need to probably start at a lower yeah. point. Yeah. So that was the kind of risk assessment that was going on in my head. But when I said it out loud, that I can't let go of this business, of everything I had built in a matter of two, three months, mm. I couldn't I couldn't let it go. My ambition and my drive just could not let me mm. stop that momentum. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Question. I don't know if you can answer this. What was like, can you give us an indication financially at that stage? Like at when you were stage, making that decision? I was on four figures. Wait, am I saying this right? Yeah, four figures monthly. Gotcha. Okay. Um, on the higher end of four figures monthly. Okay. Because 
when, when I would manage someone's account, they would say to me, you know, manage Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, for example. So I would package up deals that would, gotcha. but, but I will say this, and this might come later on when we talk about what I've learned. Mm. When you're packaging up, regardless of what you do, whether you're creating a course or one-on-one coaching or whatever it is you do, don't just assume this is how much people would probably pay me. And don't go off some weird formula or calculation. Do your research. When you have a niche niche, Mm. find out what others in your industry are doing in that niche niche, Mm. not generally what the ballpark figures are. So one of the mistakes I made was starting really low Mm. for people to just to get people on board. And Mm. this may be a really good starting point for people. Mm. Possibly. It could be. And, you know, sometimes I would even advise people like you could even do stuff for free to start Mm. off your portfolio. But when it comes to actually charging what you're worth, if you're going to do this and push for it and go for it, really do your research Mm. based on facts. Find out what what people are paying other people who are doing the exact same service as yours. Because I have a service right now that I don't know many people at all in Sydney are doing. Yeah, I know. when you told me, I was like, people do that? Yeah, I yeah. go to people's homes, their businesses, wherever they are, their offices, yeah, yeah. and I film reels for them and I edit them and I give them to them. I find the audios, I come up with the ideas. You do all of that? All of that. Wow. Yeah. That is a so, good service. Yeah, it's and, and there's a need for it. And that's yeah. where I found my niche niche. And so to come up with the pricing for that, I had mm. to go through a whole process like with my business coach, with um, you know, what other people in other parts of Australia are doing, other parts of the world. So there's got to be deep research that goes into it. Mm. So, yeah. So back then, monthly, higher four figures side gotcha. and business was coming in. I was getting inquiries. And yeah, so momentum. That's right. Yeah. So I, I was honored and excited and feeling so blessed with all of this momentum, but I learned a lot in those first six months okay because when when business comes quickly it's not always a good thing Mm. and sometimes it's a matter of not creating too much for yourself and what Mm. I mean by that is I wanted to do everything I wanted to do every service under the sun to do with social media and so anyway that's a side note and we can get to that later on so I made the decision over those two weeks and once I said it out loud that I couldn't let my business go, that's when I called my manager at the time and I had that difficult conversation and she was so supportive. Like she knew I had to disclose any sort of business that I had going on the side so that HR had a record. So she already knew that I was doing this while I was on maternity leave. Um, So it wasn't really unexpected, but I don't think she thought I would actually go ahead and quit my Mm -hmm. job. So it was a difficult conversation to have. And I did really love my job. So it was really emotional for me, lots of stuff going on. um, So bittersweet. Mm -hmm. And after that point, I didn't actively pursue any business. I started an Instagram account, which isn't the one that I had now. I have now. So like I said, I did start a business one beforehand. Wait, um, hold on. Let me get my head around this. When yeah. you were getting all these inquiries, yep. that was on your old Instagram account? That was on nothing. How did you how did you get them? So word of mouth, um, yeah, wow. people, so on Facebook groups. So this is another amazing gotcha. thing about Facebook groups. 
I was part of business groups that I had just joined and people were saying that, is there such a thing as someone managing my Instagram? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I can do that. So it was mainly word of mouth and free advertising. Um, And so after that point, when I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for this. Then I started my old Instagram business account, but I was not posting consistent. I wasn't doing anything that I was doing for my clients. I've learned since then. And if you're in this field, if you're listening right now and you're in this social media management field, your account is one of your clients. Mm. Treat your account like it's one of your client's accounts because that's the only way you're going to grow. And it's a free portfolio. Mm. So that that was my first account. I posted really inconsistently. I tried to you know make it work with my schedule but I wasn't using the same principles and I wasn't finding time to work on my business all I was Mm. doing was working in my business so that's why I started this new account mid last year so um yeah after that point I just became obsessed with helping people realize it's a realization you realize you can actually use social media as a free marketing tool just by simply tweaking a few things, defining a few things and creating good content that people are attracted to. And it's a combination, right? You can't just post reels and expect sales to come through the door. When people book me because of my reels, they book me because they've been watching my reels for a while Mm. or they've seen one really great one, you know, in the real space then they watch my stories. Then it's usually a reply in response to my stories in my DMs. And the DMs is where the magic happens yeah. on Instagram for, for you know, sales. Yeah. So it's all one big strategy and it all works together. But Reels have by far the highest reach, mm. but they also have the biggest opportunity to show who you are as a brand and show your personality while also reaching the right people and relating Mm. to them on such a personal level. Like when you're going through reels, if you see a product, you may not immediately be drawn to that product because you don't know what benefits that that product would have for you. If you see a person rock up and they're not even talking about their product, but they're giving you advice, a piece of bite-sized information that could change your life still within the niche of that product, Mm but it's them teaching you and you go and implement that advice and it changes your life in some way, you're going to follow that person and you're going to want to buy their product. Mm. So no other format has that ability to reach people and directly give them that information that's so easy to consume, Mm. but also so informative and so entertaining and so inspiring and motivational. So that's why Reels then became my niche niche. And I started this new account and I went hard with the Reels mm. and I posted good Reels on my own account as well as my clients. Yeah. Then I started coaching my clients in, in what they should do themselves. So during mm. my filming sessions, there's a lot of coaching that goes on. Um, most of my filming clients, though, they do, it's called Reels to Go. People who book that service, they'll book me every six to eight weeks so that I can gotcha. continue to film for them. Yep. But for those who want to do it themselves, there's a lot of coaching that goes on. Mm. And during those coaching sessions for the Reels, I realized that people lacked that understanding or they couldn't quite grasp the concept of 
personal brand. Mm. And that is one thing that no one's talking about except Mm. me. I'm talking about it. And the importance of bringing your personal brand, regardless of what type of reel you're creating, bringing your personal brand into your reels so that you have a way of personally connecting with your audience. And so that's exactly why I created the program so that I could teach more people at once and coach them into creating reels that will make them stand out. So many of my clients during our coaching sessions would say, my niche is too saturated. I get on Instagram and every second reel of mine is something that I was thinking of doing. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like everyone's doing the same thing and I have no way to stand out. Oh, but you do, right? Everyone's got that thing that will help them stand out. It's a matter of defining your personal brand because if you don't define your personal brand, your audience is going to do it for you. Whether you like it or not, you are going to be seen in some way, in some light online. Mm. It's up to you to build what that definition is by continuously hammering at home in every single piece of content you have. But before you do all that, you need to define it. So the conversations that were happening in my coaching were what led me to creating this course into a simple implementable, is that a word? I think so. <laughs> Program that would help people reach that point of being really confident. Mm. So, well, think, well, let's 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 pivot there and let's speak about the course. Yeah. And I'll put the link down in the show notes. And I agree hundred percent with Reels. I think well, pretty much every platform, well, either way, on Instagram, I think the only, well, I shouldn't say the only, it's the best way to grow by far on Instagram yeah. reels. Yeah. And as um, Shirley mentioned, it is just the top of the funnel. It's not like you'll do reels and sales will start coming in. There's a whole lot going on, yeah. but that will be the quickest and easiest way to grow. Um, let's speak about this course, Shirley. So let's start with, is it live? It's live now, the course, right? It is. So we've just had our first kickoff session last week it's not too long too late sorry to join because all of the live coaching calls are um in our facebook group gotcha so you can go back you can, you've got lifetime access watch it as many times as you like um there are q a sessions as well which is really beneficial if you are attending live um opportunities to submit those questions beforehand it's a five week live course one to two one-hour trainings in every week, mostly one, one per week, um, as well as Q&A opportunities and support through the Facebook group. So a lot of my students right now are asking questions and we're all talking about it together. Right now, their homework after the first session is to define their niche Mm -hmm. and optimize their profile because the profile, if your profile isn't optimized, when someone sees your reel mm. and then jumps, I call them profile landers. When you get a profile mm. lander, you're not going to convert them to a follower if your profile isn't optimi- optimized. So it's the first step in growing your account with reels. So that's their homework right now. So we're all talking about that on, on our Facebook group. Question. After yeah. this five weeks, are you? is it going to be an on-demand course or is it always going to be a live one? It's all, well, or for the next... Both? Yeah, both. So for the next two or three times that I run it, I'm going to run it live. Mm. Um, and then after that point, it'll probably be more of a low touch point um, recorded course. And yep. I'll do that in my own time outside of the live session so that I pack all of the information that I've, you know, had over the course of the the three that I've run live and yep. it'll all be there 
um, to download and again, yeah, lifetime access. So that's the idea. I do really like the idea of, of having it live um, mm-hmm. because it's, I love the live energy. You get to mm-hmm. ask all of the questions you have. Um, yeah, I, I love live, but I think. I, like, but I think both are good. My, yeah. my take for, for the listeners anyway is I'm more an on-demand guy yes. just because I'm, um, I like the, I like the passive income side of things. Yeah. You know, I just want to, I'm happy to speak to people. I love speaking to people, yeah. but I much prefer, Hey, here's the course. Go and do it. Let me know if you need anything. I like yeah. that side of things. Yeah. Um, not everyone is like that though, mm. uh, but it, you can like, it, it can be a good idea to do both. You just charge more for the, the coaching one. It's yeah. like, great. Here's the on-demand one. It's a little bit cheaper. You know, I'm still here if you need anything, but you go on your own base yeah. or we have, you know, a five week or six week or course or whatever it is. And it's a, a higher price point. Yeah, see, that's so insightful because I think it does come down to the touch points and the proximity, right? Like if your students have constant access to you, that's your time being taken away from other coaching that you could be doing. So I do agree. Um, And I think eventually I would want to do both Mm. Um, for now with, you know, my reels filming. And I still do manage quite a few social media accounts Mm. um, as well as doing this course. I think right now, live is and recorded i mean still there yeah. is probably best for me but yeah i love your insight on that sweet all right let me know the um the software side of things shirley so in terms of the the you know what platform are you using to host it um you know what platforms are you using for your marketing what can you tell us about the, the software let's take a quick break If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. So my landing page, my sales page is through lead pages. Gotcha. I did that because I wanted something quick, really, Mm. really easy to edit templates. And I just wanted to get it out there. Um, so I haven't done a massive amount of research, but my, um, the people who had gone before me and done this kind of thing, they recommended that, um, I I would love to hear recommendations after I tell you what I'm using. Um, and then all of my, I don't really do much marketing outside of Instagram and emails. So all of my sales have come through my Instagram stories. Um, And the way I do that is, and you probably do the same, not necessarily through stories, but just generally is I tell my audience what I know that they are experiencing. So what they Mm -hmm. want to hear and speak in the language, they will understand. Then I tell them that this is actually what you're missing. So I tell them what they need to hear, not Mm -hmm. only what they want to hear. And then I tell them, Hey, I've got the solution for this. It's the program. This is what you're going to get out of it. This is how it's going to change how you feel. And this is how it's going to change your life. If you want to join, come join the party, right? So I'm, I'm not your salesy girl. I'm not there yet. I hate, you know, I don't like selling, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, but I love helping people. And I know the only way that I can Mm -hmm. help people is to get them into my world. 
And so um, that, that's, the, that's the marketing method that I use, um, more attraction marketing than, you know, hard lead generation marketing. Um, and on email, I do the same thing, but most of my emails have email address, like my list has come from my Instagram story, um, stories asking people to, you know, join a wait list for masterclasses or, you know, join my general mailing list. So it's all kind of come through Instagram, but I do do both avenues of marketing for the course. Just just quickly with that, what software, what email marketing software? Oh, sorry. MailChimp. Gotcha. I'm sure you can recommend I haven't heard great things, but it's where it's where I started, and it's just something that I—it's on my list, right? This is what I mean about working on your business. There are all these background things that are going on, Mm -hmm. but you could make your business so much more efficient if you set better processes in place. And it's creating that time to work on your business instead of in your business, and both are important, but they're equally important. Mm. So that's one lesson I learned very quickly when I first started out. Okay. And course um, hosting, what's what yes. platform? So I do Zoom, Zoom, yep. um, like, like I record our Zooms and then I actually upload the recording. So I download the recording from yep. the Zoom cloud and then I upload it onto YouTube as an unlisted gotcha. video. Yep. And then I post that link in the Facebook group. Gotcha. Awesome. Under guides. So all of the, the materials that they will need to refer back to are under guides in, in the Facebook group. Love it. Okay. Yeah, I'll give some recommendations. Quick, quick. Yes, please. What, what do you pay for lead pages and MailChimp? Oh my gosh. Lead pages Roughly? is expensive. Um, I think it was $800 a year or something or 900 a year. Gotcha. MailChimp. So a month kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. MailChimp, I want to say it's like $34 a month. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you the the breakdown, right? Yes, please. So, and I think this will be good for the listeners as well. The Mm. way I look at um, course hosting platforms, you've kind of, and like, like the marketing, the email, all that kind of thing, right? You've kind of got two options. You can pick the separate stuff, which is kind of what you've done, right? I've got my, you know, landing pages on lead page, my email on MailChimp and my course hosting platform in a Facebook group, right? Um, or a lot of people do that, or they might use something like the free version of Thinkific or Teachable and, and put the course on there, right? Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just a bit disjointed. Mm. So I prefer the all-in-ones because yeah. there's platforms where you can do all of that, right? There's two, and I'll give I'll, I'll mention both of them and the, the pros and cons. And actually, I'll mention now. So either Kajabi or New Zenla. Mm-hmm. But with both of those, you can have your lead, your landing lead pages on there. You can do your email marketing on there. And you can also host your course on there. And you can also do your Zoom calls and webinars and on that as well. So it's kind of got like, did you have a question there? Yeah. So once you host your course on there, like with something like Kajabi, could you have your all of your recordings like to sell passively as well? Yep. Could you? Yep. You can do as many as you want on there. So like, um, and even out of those, so they're, they're the two best by far, right? Mm-hmm. The difference is mainly in the price. Right. Right. So Kajabi ranges from a hundred a month mm-hmm. to 400 a month. Mm-hmm. Now a hundred a month is not too bad. It's still cheaper yeah. than what you're paying now. Mm. And it's probably better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The limitation is you can't do everything with a hundred bucks a month. I think you can yeah. have three courses or something and yeah. you know, you have a free course and then a paid course and you got one left and you got to, so it, it, yeah. it moves up pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. So that's that you can start with a hundred bucks, but just yep. be prepared. You're going to end up paying 200 and then probably 400, right? Yeah. 
New Zenla, not quite as good as Kajabi, doesn't quite look as nice, um, and it's just a little clunkier, but it's $67 a month for everything. Wow. So I recommend someone with their first course anyway, like 67 bucks a month, it's half of what you're paying yeah. at the moment, yeah. and you can do everything on there. You yeah. know, so uh, that's why I recommend everyone start New Zenla, six, seven bucks a month. If you like it, stay on there. If it gets to a point and you're like, oh, I want to go to Kajabi, sweet, you know, go yeah. to Kajabi later on. But yeah, they're they're the two I would recommend, either Kajabi yeah, that's or New great. Zenla. Yeah, yeah. Thank so, you for that. And New Zenla's got a free version as well. So okay. you can check that out if you want. Yeah, cool. Kajabi only has a free trial, but it's still I even think Kajabi's lead pages are just as good, if not better, than lead pages, lead pages. Okay. Um, and I think their email marketing is yeah, just as good, if not better, as MailChimp. So yeah, all right, cool. you want to check out Kajabi, and at least it's the one, and you're not paying yeah. three different things. You know, it's probably going to be the no, same price even, anyway. Yeah, and if you and I guess once you start growing beyond those three or four courses that you're limited um, yep. to hosting on Kajabi, it's worth that extra investment just yeah. for the streamline, you know, effect. So yeah, exactly. Because the other definitely thing, be checking those out. Well, the other thing, do you use Zapier at all? No. Because that might be, if you're using different things, sometimes you need Zapier to zap them all across. All right. Whereas if everything is just on Kajabi it's or yeah. New Zealand, it's so much easier. Oh, I'm all for streamlining. If everything's yeah. in one place, <laughs> yeah. I'm oh. sweet. I'm happy. All right. That's yeah. good to know. 100%. Um, hey, want to be sensitive of, of your time, Shirley. So there's just uh, a question I like to finish up with which is essentially around mentors. You mentioned earlier on in the podcast, you did some um, investing in yourself in some courses. So I'm yeah. curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. If you could answer it in three different ways, if you could give us a paid mentor or your best yeah. paid mentor that you, you paid money to and did their course or program, a free mentor. So you don't, you haven't paid them, but you follow them on social, their Instagram, YouTube, whatever it may be, uh, and a book that you recommend every course or you know, online business person should read if they want to be successful. Yeah, cool. So look, I don't know about a book rep recommendation. I can't promise you because I don't have time to read. How bad is that? Oh God. But I, I do a lot of reading online, you know, mm. articles like, so what yep. I recommend from that perspective, and I'm answering this backwards here, but what I recommend from that perspective is just keeping up to date. Mm. with like for me especially with socials with course yep. creators like yourself and finding out what other people are doing reading any articles that come out any changes in the industry so that's what I like to do from a reading perspective yep. um my my biggest paid mentor that I was, you know I've engaged as a business and marketing coach is Emily Sincotta so she launched um her first Instagram account for her business um the launch babe and she gained over 30,000 followers within, I think it was two or three months or something. Oof. Yeah. And then what she did is what I did. And she said, you know, scrap this. I'm about to change my niche. Mm. I don't, I no longer speak to my audience the way that I want to, according to what, you know, the pivot that I want to take. Yeah, and yeah. she started her new account, which is it's Emily Sincotta. But she just has, so she actually has a marketing degree, right? Mm. And she, um, worked for a seven-figure product business and was doing all their behind the scenes. She got to see everything that went on behind the marketing. And um, now, she, now she shares all of her insights on social. So she's amazing. So amazing mentor knows so much. She um, helps you 
get that momentum in your business and keep it. And she's all about course creation and passive income and all the rest of it. So she finds ways for you to create that in your business. So she has been absolutely incredible. Um, on socials, I love to follow um, Stephen Miller. You probably, you know, have heard of him or follow him. Oh, he's he's so good. His principles are just so straightforward, easy to understand, and he just gets the message across. He he has like his, I'd say his point of difference or his thing that helps him really stand out is he sketches everything. What's his so name? So you'll find I'm gonna look Stephen, Stephen Miller. So Stephen with a V and M-E-L-L-O-R. So he will sketch while he's talking. Well, I'm sure it's not simultaneously, but he'll sketch out exactly the message he wants to give, give you know, to his followers and he'll talk over it, describing exactly what's going on. Yeah. And so it's the art of storytelling. So you see this process happening before your eyes and you're listening to how it can be implemented. And so I just think what he's done is so clever, like massive following. He's just, he's incredible. So Love following him. Um, I also obviously love the obvious Gary V. Um, never fails to disappoint with his motivation and his insights. Um, and Janae Rose is also another one. So she's um, so inspirational. Like she's she's got a course as well. And she, um, yeah, she basically does what all Instagram coaches and social media coaches do, but she's just so insightful. You know, when you follow those people where you're like, you're saying something different to what the rest of them are saying. Tell me more. So she's very much like that. So that's what I like to follow her for. Awesome. All right. Well, Shirley, I'm sure there's going to be a heap of people listening to this that are like, okay, this woman is awesome. She's inspirational. Aww. She knows her stuff about reels. I want to follow her. Best place to follow you, I'm guessing, is Instagram? Yep. Instagram is my go-to. Give your, it's my give jam. Your, give your Instagram <laughs> a plug. What's your handle? It's social.shirley, social Shirley. Awesome. I'll put that link in the show notes too. Um, Shirley, that's everything I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish us off with? Not really. I think you, yeah, you nailed it. I think we did well. Hopefully. Awesome. Hopefully the listeners get something <laughs> out of this. <laughs> awesome. All right, Shirley, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. <laughs> 